listening to Double Exposure with Sophia Lemon and Petro, a show by photographers for photographers, a show dedicated to photography and business. Today's show is made possible by Camera Canada. Shop online for your equipment at cameracanada.com. And here's Petro and Sophia. Yeah, today we're talking about prints versus digital, in particular digital files that you deliver to your clients. Uh, before we begin, I want to talk to Sophia and see what's new. Well, what's new, Sophia? <laughs> I got a really um, disappointing email from a client recently, Ooh. and I want to read it to you. I want to get your thoughts on it. Okay, I wish uh, you prepped me for this, but go ahead. <laughs> So this is after a long series of, series of emails where I delivered a part of a project um, that was paid for, did not deliver the part of the project that was not paid for, and I had emailed um, saying it hasn't been paid for, here's the link to your invoice so that you can pay it again. Anyway, so this is the email that I got back. <clears throat> it starts off with the name of one of the organizers of this, uh, of this project. And then it reads, this photo will never be used, correct? Was she given direction to take this particular photo or was it on spec for consideration? I will reluctantly pay for it, but never again will she be considered or recommended to take any photos by me. For what it's worth, if you'd like to have the conversation with her, feel free. Can you not tell she did a shitty non-creative job? Just saying, yo, cheers. So clearly, he meant. Are you the she? You... I am. I I thought so. So clearly, he meant to send this to the other organizer of this project, um, but didn't. He um he forgot to reply all and then delete my email. Instead, he just replied to my email, and I was the only one who got it. So, to give you a little bit more detail, um, I got in on this project because a former coworker. Um, was organizing it and contacted me and said, can you help? It yeah. was a time-sensitive project that isn't in my wheelhouse. It's not something I normally do, um, but it was time-sensitive. They needed to get it done, and I wanted to help them because it's my former coworker. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> and not something I necessarily enjoy doing, but I did it, and I wasn't overly unhappy with what I produced. Mm-hmm. Um, so I sent this email to my former coworker, forwarded it to, it to him, and then I responded saying, I'm very sorry that you're unhappy with my work. If there is anything I can do to improve your experience with me, please let me know. Don't worry about blank photo. This one is on me. Congratulations with everything you have going on. I hope everything goes spectacularly for you. <laughs> to which yeah. he replied... Um, my apologies, that was meant as a message for blank regarding another photo matter, not your work. I will gladly pay you for anything that you did for us. I saw the subject photos and thought I was addressing blank. I believe we've already used your photographs, correct? Please accept my apology for the misunderstanding and thank you. I think that is not entirely truthful, um, but I decided not to take his money. I just said, no, thank you. I've already closed out the job and congratulations. Well, that's very big of you. How, how do you feel about how I handled that situation? I think you should have taken the money. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't enough money um, that I was worried about it, but yeah. my pride was so hurt. Yeah, that's a big blow. That's, a, yeah. that's, a, that's like a kick in the nuts. Yeah. Considering... Um, the circumstances under which I needed to produce this photo, I think I did reasonably well, and I put more effort into it than. I'm kind I, of tiptoeing around the, the whole thing, but can you share who it's for, or is that better? Um, about... I don't. I don't want to share who it's for, yeah. but <clears throat> it basically required that I um, drive all over the place and take a landscape photo, which is not my forte mm -hmm. at all. Yeah, we covered um, that. <laughs> yeah. And the instructions that I got were to get an unobstructed view of the bay. And I don't know if you've ever been to Owen Sound, but the only way to get an unobstructed view of the bay is to be standing on the bay. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
Um, Only so Jesus I, can do that. Yeah. So I did my best, took photos over um, a few days. Um, I sent them a bunch of options. They picked one, sent them the invoice, didn't get paid, hmm. <laughs> didn't get paid. And then, yeah, that's the email I got. <sighs> Speaking of uh, invoices not getting paid, um, that's what I've been doing this week is actually uh, collecting from clients that haven't paid in a really, really long time. Um, I have clients that haven't paid for over two years. That's scary. Yeah. They're local businesses who just ignore it. And I'll, I'll take the, the high road and I won't say the client's name, but, uh, it's a lo- local uh, furniture maker Oh boy. who, yeah, <laughs> Um, I've uh, sent them an invoice uh, by mail, sent them an invoice by email. Uh, I've even sent them an invoice on Facebook to their Facebook page. And I got a response on Facebook page saying that uh, the person you, you want to talk to is the owner. The owner's in on Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, <laughs> Saturday or something. And uh, to which I just replied, you know, whoever opens the mail, can you just give him the invoice? Or how about this message, copy and paste and send it to the owner. Like, how are you running a business? So I'm going to, it looks like I'm going to have to uh, go and visit them in person. So do you Um, deliver the product before you get paid? Sometimes you have to. Yeah. Sometimes you have to and give terms of 30, 60 or 90 days. Um, You know, especially let's say you're working with a real estate agent and they want to list a house. Um, You photograph the house. in and out and I get the photos out within within that hour sometimes I actually get the photos out from my car um, and, that's dedication uh, Petro well two reasons one they wanted they wanted to hit MLS that day you know because they they organized it so well and two they um, I, I just don't want to bring it home <laughs> that's <laughs> I don't want to bring it to the office I just want it out and so I send the photos. Uh, actually, a lot of real estate agents I work with, they don't even see the photos until they're on MLS. Uh, I send it directly to the, the listing desk and uh, uh, they publish it and then the realtor sees it online. Um, but then I send the invoice to the realtor and sometimes it takes 24 hours. Sometimes it takes six months, uh, you know, depending if they forget to pay you or whatever. Yeah. And you know, you you can charge uh, late fees and things like that, but what happens at the end of the of the day is, if you, you know, for the amount of money that it is, it's it's not worth charging a late fee, mm-hmm. and as a result, they will perp- they'll perpetuate their business with you. Um, so it's kind of like, even though it's their fault, even though they're sh- they should pay a late fee, a penalty for being late. Um, you just better swallow your pride and kind of move yeah. on. So probably the right thing you did with this by not accepting their money. I, I, I think I want to believe that it was towards somebody else, but at the same time, uh, people have a really, you know, uh, I can't think of the word, but people love lying. So yeah, it was just a little bit insulting. It was insulting to me that he was talking about another female photographer that they were working with in the same email thread. So um, I think it was pretty clear that he was talking about me. But because I mostly shoot weddings and portraits, like people pay beforehand. Like I am paid the final um, installment for the wedding like 10 days before the wedding. Or portraits, they pay the sitting fee like when they book it. So I'm always a little bit um, not I'm not sure necessarily if I should be really strict with people about um, not delivering their photos until they pay me. And in this case, I wasn't too worried because I knew the one guy who was organizing it. So I knew that I would get paid. And even if I had decided not to um, forego getting paid in this, in this case, I would have gotten paid. But with businesses, it works a different way. Um, Sometimes you can ask for a retainer uh, with a business and sometimes you just have to give them terms because there's other parties involved like accounts payable accounts receivable etc etc you you're in this situation where you're doing majority weddings and portraits and for all our wedding clients we don't show up until the bill is paid in full yeah period yeah um and i've never had anybody unhappy with our with our work uh we've always gotten stellar reviews stellar comments um, people even ask us for our dress to send us a gift, you know, mm-hmm. um, 
which is uh, which is cool. Uh, and the the odd time there there was two two clients that that in my career as a professional wedding photographer that had an issue with how we do things. And one of them, the complaint was that she didn't like how her hair looked. You know, somehow she thought it was my <laughs> fault. Uh, and I offered to, you know, three-way call the hairstylist so we can discuss this issue. But she refused to pay the bill. And, and this was before oh I ha- was asking. Yeah, this is before I was asking for 100% uh, of money up front. Um, the interesting thing was I, f- I received a phone call on a Wednesday to shoot a wedding on that Saturday. And I quoted the client uh, the fee. He was happy with it. And uh, him and his bride are from Calgary or somewhere over there. So what happened was we photographed the wedding. Um, he, he actually paid in full uh, before, beforehand. He gave me his credit card number over the phone. We photographed the wedding. We delivered the photos. And about two weeks later, um, we had a phone call uh, from the bank that said uh, that the charge was being reversed. <laughs> Interesting, Great. right? So I called the uh, the bride to be, or sorry, the bride. The she she was already a bride. The wife. <laughs> the wife. That's the word I wanted to use. I called the wife, um, and uh, I said, "What's going on? Why are you taking the money back? I don't understand it. Was there something that I did?" And she said, "You know what? <laughs> this is verbatim. Your photos look look good, but in all of them, my hair looks ridiculous." <laughs> great i'm not oh making boy. this up I'm, I'm honestly not making this up at which point i told her i said okay i was trying to handle it diplomatically and i said well let's let's call your stylist she thought it was ridiculous but why would it you know and she said well you know how do you feel it looks and hmm interesting you should ask because during the 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 day of your wedding, I thought it looked ridiculous too, but you shouldn't be calling me. You should be calling your bridesmaids, your two best friends who have known you for all your life, who the entire time were saying, oh, you look so beautiful. Wow, <laughs> you look amazing. Yeah. She had a beehive on her head. You know, it, it looked yeah. ridiculous. And she was a very pretty girl, but her hair was ridiculous. And I don't know if it's... Uh, a Lebanese tradition um, or what, but she, she just had really big hair. And um, the, the short uh, of the story is that um, the husband used her credit card. Mm-hmm. And though he didn't agree with her, she just wanted to have nothing. She just wanted me to have nothing. And I've already, you know, paid... Uh, my assistant, I've already paid some yeah. people to process the photos. So uh, I'm turning this into a show in itself, am I not? <laughs> but I think it's a really good a good story to share. Um, at the end of this, even though I had a contract signed, even though I had a record of the phone call, even though I had a voicemail that said, I'm going to give you my credit card number, call me back. Even though I had a voicemail saying, Hey, I, you know, it's a jo- I'm joint on the credit card. It's Rola. Uh, I totally want you to have the money. Like, don't feel that I don't want you to have the money. Even though I had all this ammunition, the bank still took the money away. <laughs> so at which point I would have had to pursue it a different way. Uh, I would have had to yeah. go through court system, etc. Uh, lucky for me, uh, it only took a one phone call to the groom. Uh, and I said, you have, you have 24 hours to come up with this or else I, I have no choice. And at which point it's going to cost you a lot more. Yeah. And uh, within two hours, I received a, an e-transfer for the full amount. Nice. Yeah. Good. And the e- e-transfer isn't something that can't be that can be taken away. Right. So <clears throat> what I learned from that is uh, take a retainer by credit card, yeah. but don't take the full amount by credit card. So mm-hmm. uh, we encourage e-transfers. Um, we tell people that if they pay by cash check or transfer that they get a 20% perpetual discount on their print orders from us. Yeah. Good tip. Yeah. Yeah. So speaking (laughs) of print orders, that sort of brings us to our topic today, which is prints versus digital. Hmm. Yeah. I remember a couple weeks ago you were talking about, um, working with your students to produce an album. 
Yes. Which is not something that you really do in photography programs. And I remember when I was at Fanshawe, we didn't do that. Um, I did a printed book for a portfolio yeah. project. But did most I suggest people, you do that? You might have. Yeah. But most people, <laughs> most people just printed their photos and then put them in the uh, plastic the slip thingies. Yeah. That's the technical term. Um, yeah, slip thingies. It's a book of 50 slip thingies. Yes, thank you. <laughs> that is what the sticker said on the front of it. Um, You're kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's not something that is necessarily being taught in school, but it's something that everyone listening to this, professional or not, needs to be aware of, which is... As far as I'm concerned, you need to be selling prints in order to be making money as a photographer. Otherwise, Absolutely. you're just chasing more business. You're kind of spinning yeah, you, your wheels. You, you work more. You can either work hard or work smart. That's how I see yeah. it. And well, speaking of that, uh, just like there are two types of clients, there's a client like a wedding portrait client where you sort of ask for money up front. There's also the business client that needs to be invoiced, et cetera, et cetera. So my real estate clients... I understand that I'm not going to be getting them to print anything with me. They need, <laughs> right? They need Likely it's, it's not. MLS. Right. Um, the 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 furniture maker that I had an issue with, uh, he he may print things, but he's not printing eight by tens, sixteen twenties, or canvases, or making books. He's printing catalogs with an uh, offset press, uh, but he's putting these files online. <clears throat> so there is that client, but. For the portrait, for the wedding client, I think printing is huge. And, yep. you know, that, that goes beyond just portraiture, you know, boudoir or day, day after wedding wedding shoots or even, um, you know, I have a lot of students who are going into business photographing cars. Hmm. Um, yeah. And um, you're missing the market if all you're doing is just giving the client um, digital files. So. Yeah. To talk about my class doing a book, they're they're back from New York and they're working on their book uh, as an assignment uh, to hand in before the end of the semester. And there's a lot of pressure here because, uh, you know, we only have uh, eight weeks left of school uh, or seven, actually. And they have to uh, edit the photos, lay it at, lay out the, the book. Uh, order it and then be at the mercy of the courier to have the book delivered and handed in, which is is going to get them ready for the real world. Anything and everything that I design in my class is going is is designed to be a version of the real world. You know, your client, your wedding, your portrait client is waiting. There's a timeline. They're waiting yeah. on that. But you're absolutely right. And when I was in school. Um, this was some time ago. Everybody handed in their portfolio in those uh, clear sleeve uh, hardcover books where you, you had a little bit of creative control in terms of where you, you can print a photo any way you want it. Um, you could put it you know, horizontal, vertical, whatever, but there's always something missing from that book. Mm -hmm. And the first time I handed in that portfolio, I remember I, a, lot of the, a lot of the people uh, in my class, they had a variety of vertical and horizontal photos and when you would open the book and there would be you know the left and the right side when you put a, um, a vertical photo it would just fit into one sleeve and then they would put another vertical photo beside it because it's an open book right well I didn't like that so what I did is I literally inserted white sheets of paper on the left side and because the book came with black sheets and I was criticized that people said well you're just wasting paper now and to me, I was like, well, I'm not wasting paper. I'm just making my book look better. Yeah. You know, um, and these books had 50 pages, I believe, or 40 pages, uh, 20 sheets, 40 pages, or 25 sheets, 50 pages. And our portfolios only needed like 12 to 20 photos. So I literally would cut out the remaining pages so that my, my book only had the right amount of sleeves for that particular thing. And people said the same thing. Well, why are you cutting it out? You know? You're just wasting it. What if you wanted to add more photos? And I said, yeah, I could always buy another book. Like I always buy another album. And uh, so one thing I wasn't happy with is that if I wanted to put a horizontal photo, that it would be on its side. And now the person has to turn the, turn the book to look at it. So I said, okay, I'm going to cut my horizontal photo in half and put half of it on the right side, put half of it on the left side. So the second time we had to submit a portfolio, that's what I did. And I got a lot of good feedback about it. Oh, wow, that's super creative. That's really cool. 
But obviously, since it's two photos and there's a there's a seam in the middle, I said there's got to be a better way. And so this was uh, the early 2000s. There wasn't a lot of companies doing this uh, back then. And so what I did is I actually had a magazine printed by a, an offsite press printing company, and uh, they did saddle stitches or you know staples in the in the binding and we you know I, I basically printed my very first book as a portfolio submission for my second year photography class and as a student in Fanshawe and that inspired me to teach people how to produce books how to make books for your clients because there's nothing better than seeing the look on their face going I didn't even know this was an option I'm used to my mom and <laughs> Right? Like, how many people have said that to you? Well, like, I don't know honestly. that they've necessarily said that to me so much as people don't even know that they can get books now. They don't even well, that's, know that's it's an exactly option thing. at all. That's um, what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah not, it's, not, it's not like they didn't know it's an option with me. They didn't know that it was possible. They didn't even know that yeah. that's an option for their photography. Yeah. And so when they see that, they're like, wow. I hear this all the time. This is like a book I can get at Chapters, you know, or Indigo or whatever. Yeah. Like, well, exactly. It's going to be with your photos. This is your album. This is. And I, I find, I always tell my colleagues that all I, all I have to do is get the client to meet with us. Because nine times out of ten, maybe even more, once the client meets with us, they book us. And I, I contribute a lot of it to the album. To showing them product that's printed that they can hold in their hand rather than going through photos on on a on a large screen or a projector. Definitely. So. Well, it's a completely different experience, um, and I find that a lot of my clients, you know, they want the digital files, but they don't know why they want the digital files, and I see a big problem with that. So when I did my rebranding, I went and talked to a lot of my former clients that I really liked, mm -hmm. and I asked them if they had had any of their photos printed from the USB sticks that I provided them. And all of them said, no, we want to, we will at some point. And this is like two or three years after the wedding. So I'm just thinking, well, if you haven't done it by now, you probably never will. And Correct. at some point it won't be an option anymore because USB is going out of style. So they won't even be able to access the photos on their USB stick unless they're giant nerds like us, right. um, <laughs> which, which is a huge problem because you put those photos on Facebook and you think you'll have them forever. But remember a couple of years ago, there was this big stink about um, Facebook's terms of service where Facebook owns the photos that you put on, yeah. on the website. Well, yeah. that's not so they can take your photos and put them on a billboard somewhere. Mm -hmm. um, it's so if they ever close up shop, they can just wipe all of their hard drives and call it a day. They don't That's have right. to notify you so that you can download all of your photos. They so have no all, obligation to you. Exactly. So all of these people who are uploading their photos to Facebook and not saving them anywhere else or getting prints, one day they're going to lose all of those photos. Mm -hmm. All of my clients who have USB sticks who never got prints and just put, I don't know, maybe 50 of them on Facebook they're going to lose access to those photos at some point, which is crazy to me. And I, I know you and I have talked about this before, but I never met my grandparents, mm -hmm. but I know what my grandparents look like because I have their wedding album. Yeah. Um, and, you know, That's what, cool. 70 years after they were married, I can, I can look at those photos. Um, but somehow today, like in 2016, in 17 years, there are going to be weddings that no longer exist. You're absolutely right. And it's really funny, but we keep all our weddings. We, we, tell, we tell our clients, look, I'm going to save your files indefinitely because I want you to at some point call me for a print or a book, what have you. Um, and the number, one, the number one thing I get from clients about weddings is, well, I don't really want to hang up my wedding picture. So uh, as yeah. you as you know, I, I have a, a business printing canvases and prints as well and custom framing as well. But we we love our canvas work. And clients say, well, I don't really want a photo of my wedding day hanging up for the rest of my life. And it's and it's it's funny because 
20 years ago, it was all the rage. I, you know, I, my, my wife's parents in, their, in the hallway between the kitchen and the living room is their wedding photo, is their wedding day photo. It's still mm-hmm. up and it's going to be up because that's how they grew up. But today we uh, line our walls with abstract art and um, things like that instead of wedding photos. So <laughs> that's why, that's actually why uh, as a business decision, we uh, will sometimes tell people, well, okay, I know you didn't want an engagement session and you're asking for a discount. I'm not going to yeah. give you a discount. Instead, I'll throw in an engagement session uh, at, no, at no charge, so to speak. And um, that's just to create a little bit more content so that I could try to get the client to order prints. Now, it's, it's yeah, you and I, we both care about our client, about having their their photos in the future. But at the same time, it's a bit of a selling point because at the end of the day, you and I, we need to pay uh, mortgage, rent, whatever, and pay, pay our bills, pay ourselves just so we can, you know, buy a new microphone. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we can, you know, perpetuate uh, our lifestyle, our career, and that costs money. And, you know, if you're constantly chasing clients just so you can do a shoot and burn only, you're working hard. You're working a lot more than you have to. Um, I've met people who sell on average a thousand to twelve hundred dollars of prints after the fact, yeah. and they're charging thirty five hundred, forty five hundred dollars for weddings. So, I think once you start doing it, you will actually attract those same clients because people talk and people tend to have to hang out with like minded individuals and, and encourage each other. So once you actually get the ball rolling, it's going to be very easy to sell prints to your clients. Yeah, for Um, sure. Yeah. And the whole thing about not hanging up your wedding photo is that's that's why we do an engagement session. And we do an engagement session to tell a story about the couple. And quite often, I'd say nine out of ten times when they do order a big canvas or uh, a print, a large print to, to frame, it is from their engagement session. Um, we encourage our clients to print their and send out uh, photos of their family that they take at their wedding as gifts, as okay. thank you cards, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But also, we're a huge advocate of books. From the engagement session, we use them as signing books, and from the weddings, uh, you know, we obviously use them as photo albums, brag books, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, so... But what about the client that absolutely insists on having high-resolution digital files because they're a photographer or a graphic designer? What do you do? That that is the only time that I would say, yeah, okay. Um, I do. I am working with a a client um, next summer who's getting married, and her family owns um, a print company. So she was like, I would. I want the digital files because I want to be able to print them. Um, so I thought, well, yeah, all right. <laughs> that sounds fair to me. Um, but other than that, I do provide digital files in the form of a smartphone app. So it's something that they can have on their phone. They can access it easily at any time. Um, they can enjoy their photos. They can share their photos. Um, so I get that at Sticky Albums. Um, they're really neat. It's just a cool. custom little app that, you know, you can mm-hmm. share with your wedding party, your family, your guests. Um, and that's how I share digital files. So you can put them on Facebook and all of that. But it's... What platform is it on? Is it just for iPhone? Is it I think Android it's all, to yeah. everything? Yeah. Um, I don't know about BlackBerry. That seems to be a trick. I was just about to days. ask, is BlackBerry a completely different platform? Because I, well, I don't know. Well, BlackBerry, I think, mm-hmm. I think is a different platform between different BlackBerrys. <laughs> oh okay which is a I bit was, complicated i always assumed blackberry was android no i, it's I always its thought own. it was wow blackberry is its own entity and i think they have different operating systems within blackberry um, but anyway <laughs> um it's uh, for me it's really important that my clients actually get prints because otherwise i mean yes it's a business decision i guess but for me um if they don't get prints then they're not getting the value out of my photos. So they're spending thousands of dollars having their wedding photographed. If they don't get prints, then 
in five years, the value of the photos that I provide them is gone. A uh, photographer I know did a video about this. Um, uh, I believe it. I believe it was Brian Caparici from uh, the Niagara Fall region, and uh, it's. Uh, I recall it as a panning shot of a camera panning uh, at uh, things on the wall, and there's a there's like a floppy disk on the wall, and then there's a USB stick on the wall, and then there's a CD on the wall, <laughs> and then you know what I mean. And then yeah. eventually you kind of get the point. You're like, okay, you can't hang up digital storage on the wall um to sh- to show but but you know if you order prints you can't and it, and it was very emotional and i think as a photographer that that touched me because yeah and and i think it would touch me as a client too right i mean anybody's anybody's home you walk into should have something on the wall or will have something on the wall yeah. probably and it doesn't, that's not necessarily should so there's the argument of that uh look you you can perpetuate your memories but uh you can you know use it as house decor but I really love your story about your grandparents. Um, I mean, the only reason I know what my grandparents and even my great-grandparents look like is because of a printed photograph. Now, mm-hmm. I can't argue with you that, well, that was the only way back then, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, there was no there was no other uh, medium to store photos or, or share them or showcase them. But, well, there was uh, film. There was the film that you take. That would be the the equivalent of digital files. I mean, we still have the film, but we can't view it and enjoy it in the same way. Well, you, you stole the words right out of my mouth. Yeah. Is I, I remember when I was four or five years old, opening a drawer my parents had um, in, in this big giant furniture, built-in furniture cabinet in our living room in Ukraine. And um, there was uh, sleeves of negatives from when my dad visit when my dad visited Canada and I was looking through them and it everything looked really weird you know because it was a negative image it, all the blacks were black all the whites were white um, and uh, we were looking at you know I was looking at them and the entire time I just assumed that that's what people looked like in Canada I thought everybody was just a negative uh, image uh, and it took me a long time to wrap my head around it, but, um, you know, I would just put them back into the drawer and every once in a while I would open the drawer up again and look through them. And I was always intrigued. And it wasn't until we moved to Canada and actually I brought those negatives with us and I, it took me a really long time to print those pictures. And those were photos of people that I never even met. Those were <laughs> photos of people that... Um, my my mom and dad talked about but i've never met them in person and so it was really interesting but the way you the way you perceive an individual in your head with, before you meet them based on the story you tell it's like it's like a really cool experience when you actually look at the photos in front of you and go wow that's actually the person they're talking about yeah so so it was, it was very uh, i can't i can't really explain it the, the feeling but Having those prints in my hand, um, it was it was very emotional. It was very very cool, um, and I mean, I'm wondering if looking at them on the computer, if I'd feel the same thing. Um, but for for me, it's still very special to flip through prints, and I have a lot of clients that I print for, and some I see more than others. Um, a lot of wedding photographers that I see a lot more than other photographers. And I often wonder, and I even ask them, what are you giving your client? What What is your client walking away from after the wedding as a final product? And these people in particular, they're giving away USB sticks. Uh, they're giving away a USB stick that has like a leather cover, and I, I'm assuming that the cost per unit is in the $50 range, maybe even a $100 range to deliver the, the photos digitally to the client. So about four years ago, we stopped delivering on USB because we realized that it's kind of out of date by now. And anybody who wants to argue with me about it, I challenge you to go to the Apple store or I'm saying Apple Store because that's just what I use, uh, and uh, ask them what uh, what majority of the people like 
you know, cl- the, the clients who got married, what their parents are buying as a computer. And I'd say three quarters of them are buying iPads. Yep. Right. So my mom and dad for about five years now have been using an iPad as their main computer and only computer. If I gave a USB stick to my mom and dad, they wouldn't know what to do with it. They don't, they, I don't even think they know what it is. Um, um, because you cannot put a USB stick into uh, an iPad and you can argue, well, okay, you can buy a laptop. Well, funny enough, the laptop that I have my eye on that I'm going to ask Hannah to order me probably before Christmas, um, it's the new MacBook that has no USB ports. Yep. It is a USB C port which, uh, as far as I know, there is no medium that you can actually use as a storage at this moment. So we went completely away from storing it on media. And and before that, uh, it was 2007, I believe, that we stopped using CDs. So we've been, we've stopped using CDs almost 10, or DVDs rather, almost 10 years ago. Um, so we don't deliver our photos on DVD. We don't deliver our photos on USB. Any digital files you get are through a third-party company that hosts our galleries. And we give you the option to download the images. And they're approximately 2,000 pixels on the long edge, which, to tell you the truth, is a, is a file that's big enough to order a print or you know go to a lab and get a print made. But uh, we do that so they can share that on social media, so they can have fun with it. But really, the website is designed, this gallery is designed for you to order product. To yeah, order for sure. prints, canvas, albums, etc. And, you know, it's, it's interesting. When you give people the tools to do it, how many of them want to do it? So, by contrast, when I was, uh, when I was an instructor at Fancher College, uh, students submitted their images to a, a lab within the college run by technicians where they got their images printed for assignments and for portfolios, etc. I'm now in an environment where the students print themselves. <laughs> and uh, so they have uh, access to the printers, they have access to the, the media, and it's all provided, it's all part of their tuition, and they print by themselves. And the work that's coming out is tremendous. Not only that, I'd say about 30% of the graduating class ends up purchasing a printer cool yeah this is a true story uh maybe even higher numbers but this is the people that i'm that i'm getting talked to talk to me so uh, last year was the first year where i actually was teaching at langton college where there was a graduating class that i had taught and a lot of them had come up to me and said look look we we know you used to work for epson we want a recommendation from you uh on which printer we should buy and some some of them just kind of text me or email me or Facebook message me and say, hey, we bought this Epson printer or whatever whatever model it is, uh, kind of like, hey, ch- check out what we got. And I'm just blown away by how many people are actually doing it. So it's almost like if you give, you know, at the college level, if you give people the tool, if you give them the, the reason, they will do it. So I'm hoping that, you know, maybe we'll inspire some people to, to do that as well. But yeah. really, you know, this isn't meant to say if you're not doing prints you're doing it wrong but rather uh, to kind of contrast to what what the benefit of printing is yeah. you know um do you did you have you ever heard somebody say print printing is dead like anybody ever tell you that printing i don't is dead? think i've heard that from any photo- like professional photographer um I think I've heard it as like hypothetical stories. Um, okay. I don't think I've ever actually heard anyone say that. I've heard an argument from people that, you know, I don't hang photos of myself on my walls, which, and I heard you say this earlier that people hang abstract art on their walls, but I think the real, the real fact is people aren't hanging things on their walls. And I think it might be because they just don't know how. I think that's it. Well, we're, the media has us believe that we have to, you know, stage our home just to live in it. Um, the The amount of houses I walk into that look staged and don't look, you know, cozy is mind yeah. blowing. Yeah. Uh, and I'm talking about I'm not talking about the houses I photograph for people uh, for real estate agents that are going on the market. I'm talking about 
uh, my friends' homes, my, you know. Yeah, uh, exactly. My sister just moved into a, a house uh, that, that, we, that Hannah and I own. Um, a part of it is a rental. So we had a vacant unit and she moved into it. And she did the cutest job decorating. Uh, literally, I asked her to come and decorate our place. Because our place is just, we, we, our house is open concept. So there's a lot of wall space surrounding the area. But for the most part, it's just big, empty living space. And uh, so I told her, I said, I need help, you know, because I, I can do this to stage it, but I want to do it to look cozy. And she's she's super adorable. She printed out, she, in, in the garage of the house, I had a, a, a stack of frames, uh, some, some that I've bought for whatever reason, some I used for bridal shows. And uh, it was all stored in this garage, so probably about 20 different frames. So she found all of them and uh, had uh, photos printed and hung up all kinds of photos. She put up shelves and ha- has photos just hang- leaning on the shelves. Mm-hmm. And you know, the cool thing is, is that the majority of the photos are of her family. She just had a little baby. Um, she, I guess all babies are little. <laughs> <laughs> not all of them. Some well, actually, of them are he's big. Not. You know what? He's huge. <laughs> you, you should see my sister. She's like 100 pounds and th- th- this kid is massive compared to her. Anyways, um, there are photos of her and her husband, and and there and some are of of baby James already, and um, these are photos of them from their wedding, um, from all their travels all over the world, and they're all different. They're all in a different setting, but it, I had more emotional. Uh, it had more emotional effect on me than any staged house I've been in. Um, she made this little place look so cozy and cute. It's it, it made me want to kind of do the same thing myself. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, one of the yeah. easiest ways to make your house feel more like a home is to put a photo that makes you feel really happy on your walls. It's yeah. that simple. There you go. <laughs> hey, what photo makes you feel Oh, really no, happy Petro today? froze. <laughs> there you are. I can see you now. Yeah, yeah. I, I said, uh, okay. Am I on Frozen now? Yes. Uh, okay. I said, what photo makes you feel really happy? Uh, well, I don't particularly like photos of myself, but I have uh, a whole bunch of. I know, but I have a whole bunch of photos in my office here. You can see some of them on Skype of people yeah. that I photographed, and yeah. the ones behind me, which you printed for me, those yeah. are from I think like my first full season of shooting weddings. And I like them. Like, I still like the photos. Good. And I've been yeah. doing it for a few years now, so. <laughs> I remember printing those photos for yeah. you, so. Hey, that, that was a while back now. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, I have, uh, I print for you on a regular basis, and I'm sending you canvases uh, all the time. Um, and uh, so it's good It's good to see that your clients are purchasing uh, prints, you know. Yeah. It, it's very good. But what it's do obviously- you do? It's obviously something that I'm putting more emphasis on now um, that I had the realization that people should be printing their photos, that it's not about making up a USB stick and delivering it to them. And then that is the end of your interaction with these people, because, um, I mean, if you really want a successful business, you should be you should basically be friends with these people for the rest of their lives. Well, it's, it's interesting you say that, but uh, I used to, uh, before before I went into the photography career, just after high school, I, I had a part-time job. No, it was a full-time job at Staples in uh, in a beautiful city of Chatham, Ontario. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I remember during one of our meetings, um, uh, so one of the leaders said that a client is worth $2 million to the company. I was like, no way is somebody going to come back and spend $2 million. But what it, what it comes down to is that they, they projected that uh, a happy client is going to be $2 million of revenue over the course of 25 years in the mm-hmm. fact that not only are they going to purchase product from them, but they're going to talk about it, recommend yeah. it, and Definitely. essentially, right? So yeah. what I see it as is a marketing tool because word of mouth is only good when people are talking about you and what great way to have people talk about you than to put your marketing material 
all over their house. <laughs> right? Isn't that funny? I feel like photography is the only um, profession in which you can plaster your <laughs> marketing material all yeah. over someone's house. <laughs> yeah. And, and cars is, is another, you know, uh, that you can blaster all over outside of the house. um but you're absolutely right um you know somebody who has a photo hanging on the wall when their friends come over and say wow i really love your wedding photo hopefully you nailed it you know hopefully you got some (laughs) wicked shots of of their event or you know it could be could be a newborn shoot could be an engagement shoot could be just just a because shoot or a family photo session yeah you know if it's sitting on a fireplace mantle and somebody walks in and goes that looks awesome. Yeah. And you not to color. not to belabor this point too much, but you should be the one printing these things. They should like your clients should not be taking these photos to Walmart and getting them printed five by seven. Um that's it. Blurry, grainy, and underexposed. Yeah. Um and I mean I, I've had clients try to print with blacks in the past and come back to me and say, um, the photo was grainy. Um what can you fix to, it? Well what no. Happened to I, blacks? Look look, look, yeah. at the, look at the biggest lab in Canada. Yeah. They're gone. Well and I can't I can't fix that problem. I can't fix problems that you're having with Walmart. I can't fix a problem that you're having with Shoppers Drug Mart. Mm-hmm. Um, I can only fix a problem if I have control over how the print is produced and um, it, it's really important that your photos are coming out looking great because as marketing material in someone's house, um, exactly. it, it should look, it should look great. <laughs> so I, I do want the control over the printing. So when I, when yeah. I, when I give people, uh, digital files now, I don't want to sound like a hypocrite, but, uh, as a client, you can purchase high resolution digital files from our business. Yeah. Now there are packages that include the entire wedding as a high resolution digital package. Um, the, the thing is you you typically can't get that unless you buy an album. So we kind of have a stipulation. If you want the digital files, you can only buy them if you buy the album. Yeah. Um, now, even when they get this package, uh, they get uh, they get directions of where to print. Yeah. So we give them our price list, our printing price list, which includes the 20% perpetual discount on all printed material. And that's that's kind of an incentive. But unfortunately, our prices are still a lot higher than Walmart, a lot higher than, you know, Costco, Shoppers Drug Mart. And well, you have to look I... at it from, sorry, and sorry to cut you off, sorry, sorry to That's not right. give you the opportunity, but um, as a company who relies on their business to, you know, stay in business, there's a lot of costs that are being cut. And mm-hmm. currently, um, I know that Shoppers Drug Mart um, I know they took away their their film printing labs and their chemistry labs, their 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 Naritsu and their Fujifilm machines. I know they've got rid of them and they're now printing digitally with like some Dice printers or even some cheaper versions of laser printers. And so they're they're printing your digital files with with inferior technology, stuff that is coming on thinner stock because now they they don't want to pay for you know thick stock because it costs more to ship even. So it's, it's on thinner stock. It doesn't really look like a quality photograph and it doesn't last. I had a client bring to me a photo they got from an event where the photographer after the event printed these photos at Shoppers Drug Mart. And it was, <laughs> yeah, it was 18 months later, so not even full two years. And they asked me to copy them this photo and reprint it because it had faded so much. It was, it was a B. It was past the point of no return, though. Um, there was a lot of information lost. There was a lot of uh, highlights that were missing, and a lot, mostly shadows that were just faded. And so I said, you know, we can try it, but it's not going to look the same. Uh, we were able to rescue it and print her a, a photo and give her a digital file as a yeah. as an archive. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but I bet that photo's still up and uh, framed and looks just just fine. So, uh, so you have to realize that a lot of these companies that you're, you're sending your client off to have their photos printed at, they're no longer printing quality images. So yeah. before you used to worry about color correction or density or 
you know, well, it might look too green, might look too magenta, whatever. Now you have to worry about the fact that it's actually subpar quality. It's not, it's not acceptable. It's not a sellable thing. And if you're comfortable with releasing your images and, you know, looking like crap, then that's your prerogative. We can't tell you what to do, but just that's kind of like, keep that in mind. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. We're, so, I mean, we're talking about building a sustainable business here. Right. And like, you know, a long-term business plan. So, um, which is funny that you brought up, um, the photos fading. I was just writing down that I think sometime in the near future, we're going to have to talk about some printing options. So what kinds of canvases can you get? What kinds of print can you get? What is an archival print? Um, right. What is lamination? Um, and, and we'll discuss some of those things. Um, I think it's about time to wrap up this episode. Um, mm. But I would like very much to hear some questions um, from people about, you know, more questions about printing and how to print, where to print, um, and what to get printed. Yeah. Um, so uh, people can ask us those questions on our Facebook group. Yeah, which we're going to address uh, in, the, in the following episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, so if they could, if they could ask those questions on Facebook, yeah, um, some f- photographers there in Petro will be able to answer some of your yeah. questions. Um, so we'll, you... we'll we'll address a lot of these questions on Facebook. But well, yeah. if anything's really good, we'll you yeah know, for so sure. It, for the future, you know, uh, we'll insert that between what's new and the actual content. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, well, so so if you really want your question answered, if you really want it heard, don't hesitate. Hop on, hop on over to our Facebook group. It is uh, facebook.com slash double exposure show. Yep. Uh, you can also check out our website for show notes and additional information. And it is yep. double exposure dot show. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find us across all kinds of platforms. Sophia, where can they find us? So you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, and literally anywhere else that you get your podcasts. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, so you can find us on iTunes at doubleexposure.show slash iTunes. You can find us on Stitcher at doubleexposure.show slash Stitcher. Um, and if you would like to get our RSS feeds so that you can add us to any of your other platforms, you can do so at our website as well. Um, you can also email us at doubleexposureshow at gmail.com. Yeah. And yeah. if you are going to show us some love, we will show you some love back. We will <laughs> mention your name on the next episode. Exactly. We would <laughs> love to get more reviews on iTunes. So if you head over to that link, doubleexposure.show slash iTunes, and leave us a five-star review because we know that you love us so much. Um, along with some of your comments. We would really appreciate that and we'd love to read some of those on the next episode. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Woohoo! Is that it? <laughs>